Hey guys, welcome this week. This is going to be a fun episode. I, we've been doing a lot of serious talk lately and I wanted to have some fun. So we're just going to talk about being a twin mom because twin momming is how we met. Yeah. Never underestimate the Facebook groups, guys. Me and Karen met through a twin mom Facebook group <laughs> and we live on opposite sides of the country. So, yeah. well, like north south miles away. <laughs> But hoping to meet in April. I know. That's exciting. You're going to be like an hour away. Because that's what? Like an hour away from you? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be perfect. Maybe we can, I I can figure out my studio setup and we can record a uh, actual podcast together. One episode. Yeah. Live and in action. (laughs) Yes. So I guess the first obvious part is. What was your reaction? What was your story of how you found out you were having twins when you went into the doctor? Oh, I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I can go first, but my, I don't know if yours what? might be funnier than mine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So for those of you who have been watching and you know a little bit of my story, um, I am a mom of six and the twins were my last pregnancy. Um and I got pregnant with them pretty fast. (laughs) Like, I think it was the one timer. And, um, so yeah. So, uh, when I took the test, I didn't really have symptoms or anything at first. I just kind of, you had that mom thing where you're like, am I pregnant? Like what is going on? And then intuition. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was weird. It was pretty interesting actually, because so my kids range from 20, well, she just turned 24 today, 19, eight, I keep saying six, but she turned seven. Um, and the twins guys will be four in June. So my oldest child at the time, we, I was going to go to a wedding and I was trying on clothes and I didn't feel like I, I had took a test that day because, you know, you're going to a wedding, you're going to be drinking some wine, right? You're going to be like, yeah. So I took a test and I'm like, yeah. All right. Negative. Cool. I'm good. And then we went shopping and my daughter's like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, no, I just took a test this morning. It's negative. <laughs> and she's like, just bloated. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think I'm pregnant. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't feel bloaty. Like I felt great. And, um, so then it was probably about four days after the wedding. Um, and I was like, all right, let me just take a test. So I did. And it was positive. And I was like, what? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, because at that time, my youngest was two. Yeah. I did put, put the, do the math here. And so, um, anyway, so I was like, all right, but it, it just felt different. Um, I think obviously, you know, they don't fit you into the doctors, whatever, but I was super sick. And like all my other pregnancies, I was not, I mean, my oldest one, I couldn't eat cereal in the morning. That was pretty much the only thing. Um, and then the other ones, I never really had like a morning sickness, but I couldn't eat anything. And my mom, it was, it was kind of interesting. Cause my mom's like, like, I, I think you're having twins. Like, I bet you're having twins. And I'm like, why do you think that? Like, but I did feel so different. Like it was awful. And then when we had the first ultrasound, well, I had the HCG levels and then those were insane. And so I'm like, 
Okay. And then we did the first ultrasound. And at first, an interesting fact, um, there was three sacks. Um, and I'm kind of looking up there, like, you know, cause this is not my first rodeo. So I'm looking, <laughs> what the heck, you know, and I kind of waiting for the lady to like say something. And I looked at my mom and I looked at the twins, dad, and I'm like, what is going on? Cause I would have never in a million years thought I was going to have twins as I'm sure most people, you know, um, who aren't, you know, I guess like with in vitro, you can. Yeah. I was going to say, I think like IVF is the only one where, you know, it's like for sure a yeah. possibility because of more than one. Right. Case. And you can have multiple, right. So. Octomom. Uh, <laughs> like the heartbeats and things, you know, and there was two separate ones. So I don't know what happened with that one, but, um, she's like, Oh, twins. Well, you know, you're already on the table. Thank God. Because I think if I was standing up and they were telling me this, I probably would have passed out or like fell off or I don't know. Like I was kind of just like, huh? <laughs> what? Can you say that one more time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like twins. And I, I, I mean, I literally was just like, what? <laughs> I think it didn't sink in and like didn't reality didn't hit me for a long time. I just felt like crap for a long time too. Like, I think it yes. took the, yeah, the second, um, what's it called trimester, um, where I started feeling a little bit better, but then it just all came tumbling back in the third. So yeah, that was my, um, initial reaction. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. So before the twins for me, I'd had two miscarriages back to back, like, well, not back to back, but like within a within a year of each other, I believe. Oh. And those were both singletons, but I remember, well, the second one was what's called a blighted ovum. So the, the when the there was something wrong with the fertilized egg, so the body reabsorbs it right away, but then it doesn't oh. realize that it reabsorbed it. So it still mm-hmm. creates the sac and it still starts producing the hormones, even though there's no longer a baby in there. Oh no. So that one was that, but I remember during that ultrasound, the the tech kind of like and she thought she saw two sacks and I was like no 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 and then it didn't you know it ended up being the blighted ovum and it sucked but it was what it was you know at least this one was a little bit easier than the first because the first I had a blood clot and I was already 16 weeks so I was pretty far along when we lost the baby so that one was obviously a lot more like emotionally rough the second one was just kind of like okay well there's not actually anything there so I'm not I'm losing something, but I'm not. Yeah. A little bit easier. Yeah. So when the third time came around, we weren't even trying anymore, really, at this point. We we had just moved to North Dakota because Marcus got a job offer. And, like, legit, we're starting completely fresh. Didn't even have a bed or anything yet. Like, we were all saving up for all our furniture. And I just, we were so caught up in the move. That all of a sudden I was looking at, I had like a little period tracking app. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because of the, because of the past two pregnancies with the blighted ovum, one of the issues that I ran into was that I didn't remember when my last period was. So she kept, she had me come back like three times before we were for sure that it was just an empty sack and I wasn't just like really early. Yeah. Um, so after that, I, you know, I started tracking 
and I was sitting in the bed one day and I just happened to like accidentally open the app and then kind of looked down and I was almost three weeks late but I had been so caught up that I didn't even like realize and I looked at Marcus and I was like there's either something wrong with me hormonally or I'm pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and so I went and took I got bought like three tests and they both came out positive like instantly and I swear to god it was something like literally the next day I was hugging the toilet bowl I don't know what it was but it was like the minute my body realized or like my mind realized it just kicked Mm -hmm. into full drag I spent the first four months of that pregnancy hanging out with the toilet like it was Mm -hmm. awful I didn't gain any weight until about 16, 17 weeks. Yes. Yes. I was the same way. So bad. But so I remember, so we had to book, it was one of these really stupid things with insurances because we had just gotten out there. So I didn't have any health insurance or anything yet. And so we had to do this thing where it was like, okay, you got to get the positive pregnancy test in order to get the pregnancy Medicaid to get into Mm -hmm. a doctor. Like, you know, it was like, yeah you gotta go jump through all these hoops so we found this little um it was like one of those cute you know christian clinics where they're trying to get you to not have an abortion so they give you all this free shit (laughs) we went in there and they give you a free test for the medicaid and then they give you a free ultrasound yeah and we're like okay and she's like do you want the free ultrasound and we're like you know yeah we've had two miscarriages at this point so yeah it would ease our minds a little bit to know the baby's okay. Yeah. And because based on my period, I'm already about six or seven weeks along, eight weeks along, you know, because I was so behind. <laughs> and so we get in there and the lady's like doing her thing and we're just kind of chilling. And I remember her just being like, okay. Because, you know, anyone who's had ultrasounds, there's like the person who comes in and does the pictures. And then there's like the ultrasound tech that comes in later and goes over the pictures with you. The person who's actually like sitting there doing the rubbing isn't supposed to say much to you by, you know, HIPAA laws and all that crap. They're supposed to wait for the actual doctor to come in and like tell you everything. So she was like, okay, so technically an ultrasound tech is supposed to read this, but this is going to be really obvious. And I'm like, okay. So there was like this big like screen and she turns it on and she's got the little thing and Marcus is sitting in the chair like on the other side of the room just like playing on being a guy he's just looking at his phone like you know whatever and she's like there's your baby and then she like scrolls over to the other side of my stomach she's like and there's your other baby (laughs) and I just see Marcus's head go (laughs) (laughs) And first word out of his mouth, sorry. As he's staring at the screen. (laughs) And we were just like, I just looked at her like twins. And I was just, we were just kind of flabbergasted at that point, like kind of speechless. Like, wait, what? And they were both wiggling around, totally healthy, totally chilling. But I was just like, what? And I remember the first person I called was my dad, because for the past two pregnancies, my dad always made jokes, always made jokes. He'd be like, you know, hey, Presley, how are the twins doing? 
and I'd be like, dad, shut the fuck up. Like, no, do not do that to me. <laughs> okay. You're going to speak shit into existence. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and so we pulled and we went to Starbucks and I had to get decaf. And um, I called him and I was like, dad, you jinxed me. And he was like, what? And I'm like, we're pregnant with twins. And he just started laughing. <laughs> He's like, yes, I did it. And so we ended up finding out like later on when I talked to my grandma that it actually did run in our family because we're both sitting there like this is random. Like there's not twins on either side. Where the hell did this come from? And we found out that it actually did run on my side of the family. I just didn't know. The last set of twins, but it came from my great-grandma's side. The last set of twins in my family were my great-grandma's twin brothers, Mervyn and Melvin, born in like 1927. So it have been like almost 100 years. The kids, the twins were born in 2020. So it's like it had skipped four generations because my my great-grandma was one of 12 because it was the 20s. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my great-grandma had seven kids. They were all singles. My grandma had three kids, all singles. My mom had two, all singles. My aunt had one single. And wow. then I get the twins. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But how old were you when you found out? 26. See, I'm kind of wondering, like, well, I thought for me, I felt like it was a. Like an age thing. Like your body was releasing more eggs. They're like ding, 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 you know, type deal. Cause it's, it's the woman, you know, um, yeah. who determines whether or not it's going to be the twins, the men determine, determine the gender. So I'm just like, I thought that was so weird. I mean, in having four singletons before I'm like, never would I have thought that. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Was it, it wasn't in my playbook either. Like I didn't have any friends with twins. I didn't know anyone with twins. I had uh, uh, friends that were twins in like elementary school, but they were identical. Yeah. Well, they were mirrored. And it was funny because they each had like a sort of lazy eye when they were younger, but they each had it on the opposite eye. They were like mirrored identical. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so literally the only way you could tell them apart though, was like one had bangs, one didn't. And I think their mom did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. I think like when I found out it was new twins because my other ones are all girls, like I was like, watch, watch these ones be girls. <laughs> like both of these kids are going to be a lot girls. of girls. But yeah, I feel like I was so sick. I, I know like I could not eat anything. I'm right there with you. Like I didn't gain any weight until that shit was awful too. Cause Marcus went like, through this little like two week or like it was about a month where he just got like really into cooking and he wanted to try all this weird random shit, but it was all really good. And I would get so pissed because he would make this like, like one day he made this like sauteed salmon with like a homemade butter sauce on yeah. top. And it was so good. And 10 minutes later, I went and threw it up in the toilet and I was pissed. I yeah. Was like, it was bullshit. Yeah, for <laughs> real. That's how it was around here. Like everybody was eating all the food. I think the only thing that I could hold down was salad was a big one. I was obsessed with salad. Um, and then like, you know, those like um, meat and cheese trays, like the turkey. Yeah. And that's the only, those were the only things I could do. Which that was it. I think we're not technically supposed to have, but yeah. 
but that's all I could really like pull down. Like I would microwave it because they say like, if you're going to then microwave it or whatever. So I would kill the bacteria. Yeah. And, um, it was awful salads. That was pretty much it. Like, you know, he would buy me stuff to make like smoothies and stuff and kale to put in it. Um, but yeah, I just, that was pretty much the extent of what I could actually eat for the longest time. And I'm just like, what in the world? Like I never was so sick with any of my other pregnancies. Like there was things that I, I remember. I was nauseous with the other two, but never to the point where I was like literally throwing up 24 seven on, um, my boyfriend at the time (laughs) would leave me Twinkies in my mailbox, like on the way to school. Like as he's going to school, I was always, I always got Twinkies in my mailbox. So I would like wake up and then get the Twinkies out, <laughs> I was, you know, cause I was young. And then towards the end, I couldn't, like, I didn't go to school. I just did homeschooling. Um, and I remember that, but like, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I had any other cravings with the twins. The that only thing di- that I could keep down the first couple of months, which was so annoying because like money was super tight. So I couldn't get it often. But pizza, which the weirdest, like most greasy thing that you yeah. could possibly put in your stomach. Yeah. Pizza. And for whatever reason, that was the only thing that like the boys would let me eat. And I'm like, yeah. you little fat asses. Come on. I'm trying uh, to eat like this good sauteed salmon, like this healthy stuff. And the only thing you guys will let me keep down is the pizza. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, I remember. Oh, and I was eating chips like crazy. I remember that. Like I would go through a bag of barbecue chips like nothing. You know what I craved at the end of the at the end of the twins? I ate like two tins, not at the same time, but like over the course of like a week or whatever. You know, those tins of like the blue tins of butter cookies that you see a lot around Christmas. They got like the big sprinkles on top. Yeah, I could eat like a whole tin of those. (laughs) Um. And then there would be things that like, I could actually eat that I could only eat. And then other people would eat them. And I'm like, I can't eat anything. And yet you're deciding to eat these. Like I would be so angry, so angry. And smells. You can eat what you want. Yeah. My sense of smell was like on super drive more than it's ever been before. And the worst one to me was coffee because Everyone who knows me knows I love coffee. I love the smell of coffee, the taste of coffee. Like, I'm a coffee person. I'm definitely a white girl when it comes to my coffee, okay? I love coffee. And I detested the smell of coffee, and it drove me insane because I normally love the smell of coffee. But Marcus in the morning would literally have to light a candle and close the bedroom door when he would make his coffee in the morning so that I wouldn't smell it. Otherwise, I was instantly in the bathroom. Smells were a big one for me too. I remember that. I, I'm not going to say which, which ones were the worst for me. Um, I guess I probably could, the, cause we already had an episode on this already <laughs> with twins as dad smokes and like before it wouldn't really bother me, but like after I was pregnant, I was just like, dude, get away from me. Don't come near me. Like Go take a shower. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even stand it. Like even if he was outside and I smelled it, like I would just be so livid. It was crazy because it didn't really bother me before. And then, um, it's interesting too, because when I had the two kids, when my grandpa was still here, he would always like tease me and be like, you need a few more. Oh, you need a few more. And he would laugh. And when you said that, 
it reminded me of when my grandpa would tease me about it. And I'm like, man, and he was still here when I had the fourth one, but I'm like, gosh, if he could see this now, like sometimes I just so wonder like how he would be with the twins and like how they would interact and like the relationship that they would have because all of my kids were so close to him. Yeah, I wonder that about my grandpa too. That's who James is named after. That's so sweet. I always wanted to name my son after my grandpa. Well, you see, Uh, that was the only thing. So I'm a typical girl in the fact that I had like my girl names picked out since I was like 10. Right. So I had these cute names for like girls if it was two girls. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, here's a penis. Here's a penis. And I was like... Mm -hmm. I had zero boy names, none. Yeah, I was like, and so that was one of the things I know some of the twin moms in our group have talked about is like the gender disappointment. And I did feel it a little bit at first. Like I really wanted, like you got the boy girl. I really wanted at least the boy girl. Like I wanted one of each or at least like, I really wanted one girl. Cause I'd always had this, you know, cause me and my mom, like I've said in previous podcasts, didn't have the um, best relationship growing up and I really always wanted that mother-daughter relationship that I saw with my friends moms you know and I always had these girl names picked out these really cute ones too and they were like <laughs> it was two boys and I was like okay yeah so we just like I'm like well what's so I was just like I guess we'll just go with like strong family male names like yeah. people in the family yeah. and so they got named after James is after my grandfather. Benjamin is after Marcus's dad. And then their middle names are after their godfathers. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I gave them each a separate godfather because I was just like, well, it was a strong knit group. The two godfathers are um, Marcus's best friends that have known him since he was like 17. Oh, okay. So, and Marcus is in his mid 30s. So, <laughs> these are people who have seen Marcus through his best times and worst times and I I knew that like if something was to happen to us and they took over or whatever like that group is still going to be together so it was just one of those things and I just feel bad giving one person both I feel like that's a lot of responsibility (laughs) well and the fact that they're close enough like the people that you chose will make sure that they they see each other and that they still you know what I mean yeah that reminds me of that um oh what's her name that movie where the mom and the dad actually both were in the car accident together. Oh, Catherine Heigl. Is that who I'm thinking of? She, is she blonde? Yeah. And then um, I just watched it the other day. And uh, they were both in the car accident. And the, the godparents were like, they didn't like each other. And so they had to learn to like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I think about that too, but um, back to the whole gender reveal part of it. Uh, I had did like an early ultrasound or, you know, where you pay like the extra to figure yeah. out the 16 I did weeks. that too. Um, and they, my family, like I took my mom and my oldest daughter and my grandma. I think that was all that went. And we did that. So they knew before. I did. And we were going to do a gender reveal because I never did one with my other kids. Um, we didn't end up doing one. So then when we went to the doctors and they um, did theirs at 20 weeks, um, 
the baby a, she was like, you know, I'm looking at the screen, like, well, that's something I've never seen before. Um, well in an ultrasound, (laughs) (laughs) but but I was like, if she don't say that's a boy, I'm going to be like, what? So I'm like looking and looking and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm like, girl, like, are you going to tell me something or are we just going to stand yeah, here? Yeah, I'm like, are we going to say that this is a boy? <laughs> or and she's like, baby A. She's like, boy. Well, and we had also done the um, genetic testing. Did you do that? No, we got lucky because I was still young enough and neither of our families had anything um, like major in our history other than my dad's okay. diabetes. Yeah. So they didn't make well, me I, take one. Because I was 30, Lord have mercy, 35 what I found out. Yeah. So, you know, we did like, I was like, yes, I'll do it. My insurance was going to pay for it. So I'm like, "Eh, I'm not really too concerned about it. So we went ahead and just was like, yeah. Um, so we had already known kind of one of the genders, which was interesting that they could not tell both, but they had kind of said like one of them was going to be a boy. So, but they couldn't tell the other one. So then, so then we went for the ultrasound she was like, yeah, baby, a boy. And I was like, wow, I was so stoked because you finally got a boy. Boy. Yeah. So bad. Well, when Sierra was born, my oldest, like I really thought she was going to be a boy. Like I had, I had the name planned, everything, like the clothes down to the, like everything. And, you know, back then, like the ultrasounds weren't that great. And so then with my second one, I feel like I'm trying to think, I think we knew she was going to be a girl. Um, then the third, the third one, she was supposed to be like, I, she was planned. We planned her out to like, yes, we're going to have a boy. Cause like he had a girl, I had two girls and we're like, all right, let's have this one. We're going to have our boy. It was a girl. And like, she literally, I mean, he was so disappointed. Um, the ultrasound tech told me about, um, she had just had somebody else in previously before us and the guy, the dad, like actually walked out. So like, well, it's your fault, not mine guy. (laughs) Yeah. Like what? Um, the fourth one. And like, my friend would always tease, like your uterus can only hold girls apparently. So, um, but then, yeah. So then when we were in here with the twins, um, and she's like, baby B, she's like, um, I'm like 90% sure. First she said boy. And then she said girl. And then she's like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm 90% sure. Yeah. This is a girl. She's like, but when you come back next week, we'll do another one. And I think that's what I loved. Like between, um, having a singleton versus twins, like you got way more ultrasounds. Like yeah, you got twins. It was like kids. every other week, pretty much. Yes. I love that. I, I was every time I came in, I had an ultrasound. I'm like, this is the best thing because you get to see your babies. Like you, if you have a singleton, you get two. I think you get an anatomy one and you get one like at then, the end. Yeah, that's it. Like you know, you don't get to, unless you pay extra for those extra ones, then you can see your baby a lot more. But like for Aria, my third one, I did, um, the 3d, like I paid extra to do the 3d one. And then we got like this whole package of like all these pictures and then a heartbeat, um, bear. Um, so that was fun, but like, yeah, so I love that with the twins. Cause it was like, so cool to see their faces all the time. Like I was that like, was, this is- that was helpful to me too, because I had an appointment about every two weeks and it, it varied. I went to like the regular OB and then when I, 
then two weeks later, I see the high risk OB and that's when I get the ultrasound. And then two weeks later, the regular OB. So it was like every two weeks. But for me, it was really helpful because of the two miscarriages, because it was like, I felt like the entire pregnancy, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, especially because my first two pregnancies that weren't considered high risk at all, I had all these issues. And then the third pregnancy that's considered the high risk one, I didn't end up having any issues until 36 weeks. My blood pressure spiked a little bit and they were like, oh, we'll just go ahead and plan your C-section for next week. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. And so I think for me, it helped a lot with like that anxiety because I could always see them. And, you know, the one thing like you talk about um, when you're reading those pregnancy books and stuff and they're like, oh, you got to you got to count the 20 kicks or whatever. Yeah, twins. That was really hard because I couldn't tell which baby was kicking. I know. know. Oh, my gosh. I know. That is so funny. That kind of stuff really helped my anxiety because I felt like I was always waiting for them to tell me something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And thankfully nothing ever was, you know? Oh shoot. You should have reminded me to turn my alarm off because it's probably going to mess it. Did it mess it up the last time when I had it? I just, you just lost me, right? When it went off, it's going to go off. Yeah. Your face disappeared for like two seconds and then you came back. Let me turn it off real quick. Hold on. Oh shoot. Let me see. Okay. Hold on. First world struggles guys. (laughs) All right. I'm like, okay, good. I only had one alarm on. Okay. Ugh, my alarms go off all day long. Anybody else relate? Drop it below. <laughs> but um, so I, I know a yeah. lot in the um in our twin mom group. A lot of the moms will talk about the stuff with twins that drives you crazy. And I think the most popular thing oh. is the are they twins? That doesn't bother me for some reason. I think, and that might just go back to the fact of having the miscarriages and stuff. I'm just I felt so thankful to have these two healthy babies. You know, I lost two, then I got two, and so that doesn't bother me. I think it's kind of fun to be part of this little twin club, but I can see where it can get annoying for sure. I think also though, with the pandemic and stuff, I haven't taken the twins out as much as I probably would have had they been born before that. No, you know what annoys me the most? (laughs) Oh, wow. You have your hands full. I can't, but it's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Why don't you just tell me how cute my kids are? Cause I know they're cute. So why don't you just say that? Like, why do you have to tell me I have my hands full? Like everywhere I go all the time, especially if I have all of them. And like, it's looking at you, like someone needs to learn how to close her legs. Like (laughs) people make those freaking comments sometimes. And and I'm going to go back a little bit instead of moving forward. But like, um, I guess like when I was pregnant with the twins, I hadn't realized like how much could actually go wrong, you know? And we're now that we're like, when we're in these groups, um, and you read the like different stories for some of them, it's like, oh, like, it's so heartbreaking sometimes too. And like, you know, when, when they, they lose one, you know, it's like, that was my biggest fear the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. To know, like the possibility. And then like, and then the fact that mine didn't need any NICU time. So mine didn't either. Like six pounds, four ounces and six eleven. <laughs> wow. My babies I, had, were big. Um, I had six, one and five, 10 girl. Um, so <laughs> I remember I, something popped up on my memories the other day and it was like, it was a, a thing from an ultrasound from one of the twins or from the twins. 
one of the times that we went. And I remember them telling me that they were measuring um, the size of singletons. And I was like, what? Cause I really thought, you know, when you think of twins, you think of like, they're smaller and you know, they're not going to be these six pound babies. I was thinking five pounds a piece, maybe. Um, and, but yeah, we needed no NICU. I think it was, we got to 37 and two. So 37 weeks and two days. Um, and it was only because of the blood pressure issue mm-hmm. uh, where she was kind of concerned, like, yeah, you know, we are getting kind of, and I had PIH pregnancy induced hypertension with my, all of my other pregnancies. So um, yeah, but like, I think the thing that terrified me the most was the C-section with twins. Um, and I breastfed exclusively for eight to nine months before I had a stroke, a mini stroke. Um, but I know we were going to kind of talk to like touch on maybe like the difference between singletons and twins or whatever, but, but back to what you said before. Yeah. I think like that, that's the thing that drives me the most crazy. Like, well, you have your hands full and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Honestly though, who doesn't with, with kids period. Kids in general, matter. man. Yeah. Like a newborn in general, like you're, you know, and like, I, I just don't understand why people feel it's so like, they can just say that sometimes it drives me crazy, but I just saw in our twin mom group, somebody had posted that, but I always said, my hands might be full, but my heart is fuller. Well, and it's a good it's comeback. So I like it. Yeah, it's it's so true. It's so true. I used to, when people would say it to me, I would feel uncomfortable too sometimes. And I would be like, oh, yeah, you do like that awkward, like <laughs> awkward laugh because you don't know what to say back or you're like, like, <laughs> and so I, I used to do that. But now I, now I come back with something like that, you know, like, or like, yeah, I'm so blessed, right? Like. You You. gotta kill them with kindness, guys. Do that. You gotta say that. Yes, I'm so blessed. But yeah, you're giving them the eye contact and the tone of voice. It's like kiss my ass. Yeah, (laughs) super blessed, right? My hands are so full, but I'm so blessed. (laughs) God likes me more than you, I guess. No, but you know, we have such a joy. Like you're, like I don't know, like like when you watch your your twins play, like the the boys. Um, I, I wanted two boys so bad. That's so awesome. Um, I think it's funny now, that we each wanted what the other got. I know, right? Like that's the thing too. Like you, you see that. Like I see, I saw something the other day. Like what you're praying for, or like what is it? What some God's going to give you what you need, not always what you want. Well, yeah. I'm like, what somebody's complaining about is another person, like what they're praying for, like what you're complaining about. Somebody else is praying for that, you know, um, not saying we complained about it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But like the two boys, are yours, are yours there yet? Like, Insane. are they saying <laughs> like, are they doing that yet? Like, are they biting? Are they, <laughs> Thankfully, they haven't really. They, Benny did a little bit of biting when he was first teething. I don't think because he. I don't think he really understood. Yeah. Um. But thankfully, not so much that their their thing right now. Benny has learned to spit out his cup, so he he like drinks and then lets it like dribble down and gets soaked. Things that's me insane. The best thing. And James, I have to keep in a constant onesie because he likes to stick his hand down his pants both directions man so he's not allowed access to his butt at all (laughs) the whole like boy thing to me like you know because you'll get there you'll see (laughs) they both discovered their um 
areas. Yeah. I think those are a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you got plenty of time for that. Wait till you're a teenager, okay? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the biggest difference with having there's two things like having a boy. Boys are so like the whole like mama's boy thing I thought was just something people said until no. I had a boy. Yeah. Like this little man is he's amazing. Like I, you know, we get in our head and moms and we feel stressed sometimes. And we, like, I was having one of those moments the other night, Monday night. I think I messaged you too. Like, yeah, I, you know, I told you the message like, was just, ah, and I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And I was in my <laughs> head and I was really in my head about some stuff. And, um, I, I wasn't crying yet. <laughs> I wasn't crying yet. That's almost um, when it's worse when you're just like, you're so stressed out that you're silent. Yeah. And I was just sitting there and he was going to go play. Like I had just gotten done changing him and he was jumping up and he was still excited and he was about to go play. And I was just like sitting there still. And he comes back and he says, what's wrong, mommy. And I'm like, oh, little man, I swear, dude, like, oh, I had me in tears. I'm about to cry now y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, dude, man, like you are just the best. Like he's just the sweetest person, you know? And like boys, you think of a boy always like, like they, they're not allowed to feel or whatever. Right. But man, the I don't man. Want to feel like that. Like, I don't want him to ever think like you just cause you're a boy, you cannot feel your emotions, man. You, um, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can feel your right. emotions and still be a man's man. Like right. those don't have yeah. to be separate things. <laughs> That's how I want to raise him. And, you know, you having two boys, you know, like you can, you can relate, right? Like you want them to that, right? I want them to be traditional men, but I also want them to be in tune with themselves, not keep on that generational thing of like men holding their feelings in. Cause I think I've seen a lot of guys talk about this recently too on social media that male mental health isn't taken really as seriously um guys keep a lot in because they have to be the provider and they got to be strong and they got to be the support right and like I'm so thankful for men being that because I I, you know I nothing feels better as a woman than to have a strong man behind you support right it's a great feeling but I can also understand the pressure that probably goes behind that having to keep your shit together at all times you know right yeah. And I think like, I definitely, I saw on somebody else's something they had posted some on social media, but it was like, instead of saying like, and I've started doing this with him instead of saying like, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. It's okay. It's okay. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. You know, like, I feel like that's such a better way to like, because then he doesn't have to be like, I have to push my feelings aside, you know, like I can't feel whatever. And I don't want him to do that. Um, but she was talking about her son and she was like, now I started to say like, you're safe, you know? So I I've tried to incorporate that with him because the fact that, you know, this is a little different for me than having girls. Um, I'm like, definitely want him to, yeah. To know that it's okay for that. Like, you don't always have to like, like, go, oh, we're going to have to talk about that on the sideline, <laughs> but, or maybe a different podcast. I'm um, telling you, we got a lot of part twos coming boys. up. Cause I feel like 45 minutes so isn't enough time, yeah. you know, so many, so many, I just feel like we definitely just have 
so much knowledge and experience to get out there to people, um, with just different things in our lives, you know, just different topics. So, I mean, don't worry y'all. We got so much stuff, but what else was I going to say to the fellow twin moms, man, we feel you and there's going to be up days and there's going to be good days, but you know, every mom that I've seen on there, like the ones with the older twins that are like 10, they're like, it gets easier. You're, you're going to go through a rough patch, like ages two and three are going to be and and newborn stage are probably like the roughest from what I've heard. Scroll. They, the they newborn to, stage was easier for me than toddlers. I don't know. What I had, I, I'm okay with toddlers. It's just you, like, it's the tantrums and ignoring the tantrums and shit. But like, I think newborn was really hard for me for a couple different reasons, both like I said, Marcus and I both having that diff- those different versions of postpartum, and then mm, yeah, I'm a first time mom, so I'm learning everything yeah. on the go. And then there's not just one of them; there's two of them. And yeah, it's like you get one asleep, and then one starts crying, and he wakes that one up. And then Benny had really bad acid reflux when he was first born, so it was mm-hmm. just like there was, and then the tension in that household I was living in. It it was yeah. there was a lot going on at one time. That kind of made the newborn stage really awful for me. Once they hit about three months, I kind of finally started to really enjoy having them. But those first couple months, man, I was like, yeah, the hell did I get myself into? Think about that. Like I was thinking earlier when we were, when we were like discussing the topic and I was like, what would it have been like if they were the first, (laughs) like if the twins were the first pregnancy, like if I had the twins first, like how would things have been different, you know, because, and then, you know, thinking of you and reflecting on, on this topic, I was wondering, um, having unicorn is so hard anyways, as a first time mom, and then having two, I'm just trying to picture you and trying to picture me. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was different. It was definitely different. And I think twins have their, you know, there's the drawbacks of it, obviously. Like I said, one wakes the other one up or something, you know, but I think there's a lot of awesomeness to it too, in that they always have a friend. They have always have someone to keep them entertained, someone Mm -hmm. to make them laugh. Um, Their bond. Yeah. The bond, seeing them interact is the coolest Mm -hmm. thing. It is. It's so rewarding. It's so it's awesome. I love being a twin mom. Like, like you said, it's, it's a got cool us- club to be a part of. It is. It really freaking is. Um, like you said, it has its challenges. Like, like now they're starting to tussle with each other. And I'm just like, <laughs> and my oldest daughter was like, you're just going to sit there. And I'm like, I mean, no, it's knocking on my door. <laughs> Somebody else knocking out. I don't know. That's a, that's a different kind of knock. Oh, it's your girl. I forgot. <laughs> um, but um, at least it wasn't the cop knock. That's that's a very distinct. Dun, dun, dun. Right, girl. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> I actually had that happen the other night. They, some they were looking for someone that I guess used to live at my house, like a former tenant, and I was like, "You can come in. He's not in here. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. I just moved in here." <laughs> I'm not hiding anybody. Um, but it's so rewarding. It's awesome. I love the bond. Um, watching them play, listen to them giggle and laugh with each other. It just, 
is the best thing. It truly is. Like, I feel so blessed. And for you, I feel like, you know, you had lost those two, but you were given two more. And, um, God has a sense of humor sometimes. (laughs) I said that about myself. Like I said that about myself because I'm like, God, you're funny. (laughs) That was funny. Um, because I never in a million years would have thought like, what? And at my age too, like, I was just like, not that that's a big like issue, but it was kind of just like, I'm 35. <laughs> like, and what? <laughs> um, yeah, it was very interesting for sure. So, well, I think we'll definitely have to have a part two on this. Cause there's so much you can talk about. We can go so- into like the postpartum aspects of twins and I mean there's so much more that goes into it that's different about being a twin mom and the annoying stuff that people say but oh yeah I think a whole one just on that girl a whole one just on that I think the take that I wanted I I said this in a previous podcast too is don't underestimate the Facebook groups one of so one of the girls I know posted a thing the other day and it made me think of you and me, where it's like, no one supports you like a friend that you met on social media. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I saw that too. Yeah. For real. And I'm yes. like, exactly. Sometimes, I feel like, you know, especially if you can relate, but, uh, yeah, completely, completely. I feel like, yeah, are the connection we made just from that group. And then later on growing to, to this, I mean, I was, I would have never thought I'm just like, Hey, twin mom. Yes. Because I didn't even know any other twin moms until you join like some of these groups. Then you're like, Oh, I just actually, there's one, um, twin moms of Ohio or something. And, um, there, I just found out that there's some like close to me that I had no idea about like 20 minutes away. That's awesome. I was like, all right, guys. Um, I know Karen has to go pick up her kids from school, so I'm going to drop cause I've gotten good at the editing ish i'm still working on it don't judge me but um dropping our social handles down here um i know this episode's a couple days late guys we had uh, sickness issues and stuff and i have a dentist appointment tomorrow so keep me in your thoughts and yeah guys we're just so thankful for you and we'll be back after this every monday it just got yeah got a little crazy this week so (laughs) Be on the lookout for those episodes and anything you guys want us to talk about, just let us know. Yeah. And anything uh, you want to say to the people? <laughs> no, just thank you so much for watching and keep watching and we're going to get this. <laughs> yes. Like, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff. Every little comment helps a ton. You got all these algorithms and all this stuff nowadays. So every little piece of share and like goes a long way. You don't even yeah. have to pay anything just that little like button yeah show some love or even if you don't watch the whole podcast just tap it just click that (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) all right guys have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next week all right bye